0: NextGear Capital clients like Ward Motor Company get more out of their floor plan. In fact, down in Texas, Kathy Ward knows that having a financial partner who is open and there for her has been invaluable. When she needed a partner who specializes in the automotive industry and could help her run her business better, she knew that was NextGear
1: Capital. Hello and welcome to the Auto Remarketing Podcast. I'm your host Joe Overby. I'm recording this studio once again from my home studio, aka my kitchen table. Joining us today, also in a uh, remote location, we're recording it remotely, is uh, Jason Wright of Jason Rice, sorry, <laughs> of Lot Pop. Jason, uh, good to talk with you again, and uh, thanks for being on the show. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Well. I know you, you've been a uh, you've been a busy man lately. I, I've, I've seen some of the video content you've posted. And uh, I know, uh, you know, just, just to keep kind of dealers informed and, and share some best practices. And, and one of the recent ones you did, uh, the, the recent used car State of the Union address, um, you mentioned that CPO is going to be the winner out of all this. Um, so I want to get a sense of what is driving uh, your optimism about the certified pre
0: well, the caveat or the, the trick to that would be the, the OEMs would need to back this up, back up CPO. And what I mean by that is I think if they put as much as incentives as they do on the new cars, and and maybe not as dramatic, but, you know, maybe 0% for 60 months, um, maybe defer payments for 90 days on top of that, and if they would maybe waive the fee for the dealerships um to see to certify the car because here's the thing a lot of these rental late model cars are hitting these markets these lease returns they're all the the oems are going to take a beating on these cars as much as the fleet uh companies rental companies dealerships they're going to take a beating and then those those years the 2020s 19s 18s when those take a beating it's going to trickle down to the rest of the cars out there so if they incentivize these cpos at, at a great level, like they may, they do on new and drive some attention to those. I think one consumers are going to be very hesitant to buy a new car and spend a lot of dollars. Um, so if they can get a nice used CPO under warranty that whole time, it stabilizes the market a little bit. Instead of it dropping 20%, 15, 20%, it might drop 10%, uh, or less. And then, um, depends on the retail, you know, push that comes in hopefully, Uh, But then it also reserves residual values for the new cars, for dealers to then be able to maybe lease new cars. Because if these late models just fall to the bottom um, and lose thousands of dollars, uh, the residual values aren't going to be very great either. It hurts the banks, it's going to hurt you know, them be able to push the new cars out, and it's just a trickle-down effect. So if they do back these up, I think it becomes the winner because um, more people are going to probably be to buy used over new, especially a warranty back, good incentives. The dealer should back it if they waive the fees um, and, and, and start gobbling up these cars and get a better demand on
1: them. What well, you can tell just from um, – your contacts in the industry what's the what's the appetite for automators to do this or do you think that you think many of them are willing to to do what you you illustrate and incentivize cpo cars and you know delay that sort of thing
0: well some of them already have from my understanding uh, volkswagen already has zero percent for 60. i know toyota had um, uh, 90 day deferral payments on CPO. I think Mercedes just posted something about 0%. And I think as the bigger uh, manufacturers do these, you know, it kind of spreads out, right. As soon as a dealer offered, you know, back <laughs> when nine 11 hit, as soon as one offered a 0%, everybody had to follow suit. So I think if they, they realize, um, and, and then on the dealer ends, uh, you, as you guys know, <clears throat> you, you guys track the stats, you know, the better than me, but CPOs have been up year over year, so a lot of dealers have been buying into the CPO programs. Um, you know, we're we're approved vendor for um, uh, FCA or Chrysler, and I didn't realize, um, but they're, they're number two in the in the CPO world, uh, right behind Toyota. And uh, so, they got a strong backing there. So, more dealers bought in over the years. I think at the OEMs, uh, this is the chance for OEMs to get the other dealers, the doubters, Back in line to be excited about cPO so I think it'd be a win win for everybody
1: and what's been some of the since you since you um, had that video last week and I know we've one of our, our correspondents, Jim Lehman you know did a story about uh, kind of what you what you mentioned in terms of cPO optimism what's been some of the dealer and industry reaction to your optimism about cPO i got
0: I, everybody agreed. Um, you know, it's the hard part is to get in the ear of the OEMs. Um, you know, everybody that I talked to said makes perfect sense. And I think if, again, um, I, there's always been those challenges for dealers on, uh, on the, on the late models or the certified because, you know, the, the gross on a lot of those vehicles, um, sometimes weren't there for them the way they did business, the way they see it. And I say that because I know the money's there if they do things properly and train their staffs properly. Um, So there is some dealers maybe not pro uh, uh, certified uh, because of fees and lack of of gross profit on them. Uh, But I think that's more of a training issue and um, on on a lot of them, um, because we know, you you know, I've been to the used car week conference. I've seen the stats, uh, the average gross profit on CPO over the non-CPOs. Um, now I know when you clump in the highline car CPOs those tend to, to weight those a little bit better but and versus the domestics but um, now everybody thinks that this would work and um, like I said it's just a matter of getting the ears of the OEMs to, to pull the triggers and, and some of them are already you know and so I think it, if they continue to push it um, I think it just stabilizes the used car market a lot better.
1: So then you know we know we know what OEMs has happened. What um, things dealers are going to have to do to take advantage of this potential opportunity in CPO right now.
0: Well, and that's where I think um, obviously educating their staff if they're not already um, educated on the the benefits of CPO. But that's where I brought up the fact that maybe, you know, waiving that CPO fee that they are, are reduce it down uh, for the dealers. Because, uh, again, that gives some buy-ins. That a lot of dealers are going through expenses as it is, expense cuts as it is, you know, and the cash flow is tight. And so to waive that fee would would be, a you know a tip of a hat to the dealers to get good incentives be a tip of the hat to the consumers and um you know i i think if they waive that fee or at least maybe made it half or something that's where i think they get the buy-in and uh even more so i think then once they do that then of course it's up to the dealers to train their staff and so make sure uh they'd be able to explain the benefits of what the cpo does over the nones so the catch is, the catch is the stay, either way, I would stay off of the late models that are not your franchises, right? So if I'm a Honda store, I wouldn't be carrying late model Toyotas and Nissans, because if they put out a big CPO program, you're going to get crushed on them and vice versa. But if you can, as a dealer, buy late model your franchise late models and they throw the CPO program in there, waive the fees, get big incentives on them. Here's the other part is if the production of new cars is going to be down because they're producing other products like uh, masks and so forth, um, the um, respirators or they're, they're building the, um, if production is going to be down, maybe plants were closed and stuff. The, the, the products might not be there either on new cars to have enough to, um, with these big incentives, if, if they kind of do get a big push on new car sales, but production was down. So lack of new car availability, uh, a nice CPO would be a good alternative for the dealers too. So to be able to train them to switch people
1: also. To, to shift gears a little bit, and you mentioned, you know, the, the work you do with Fiat Chrysler dealers. Um, and I know you're, you 've got kind of um you know partnerships with with other OEMs and dealer groups and such um, how how is lot pop having to shift in terms of how you guys work with with dealers and, and do things more remotely now
0: not at all um, you know that 's one reason why I created the company. I was traveling a lot with i uh, I worked for V-Auto for almost ten years eight eight plus years and uh, I was on the road a lot and I, um, so to get off the road i I did this because i knew dealers needed more help and we we do weekly calls with them so um we do go to meetings so we have our camera on and we've always operated that way and um uh you know i started out the basement of my house and then we eventually grew into smaller office space and then now a pretty decent office space we had 10 people working out of there and uh but another 10 remotely anyways and um my, my data team, you know, they just need a computer. So they're, they're working from home. Uh, But we also started our software. So that, that need for them to sit there behind the computer as much was, isn't, wasn't there as much moving forward. And then the fact with the software now, I think, you know, we're looking at the the data daily and we in daily clips and then also weekly clips. So I think that allows us to, Help dealers move faster because this market's going to move faster than it ever has. And I, I bring it up when we first started, we we're looking at their data every week and taking snapshots each week and looking at our trending and meeting with them each week, pulling that data that day. Uh, now that it's there daily, um, they're going to be able to look at it and react faster because, again, this market's going to move faster than it ever has, faster than, you know, when 9 uh, 11 hit, faster than the recession. It's just, it's, it's going to be a little bit. A, a, different game and looking at 30 and 45 day old kind of metrics like stocking metrics or marking metrics probably won't be as relevant going forward for a while because the market data wasn't there if not a lot of people were selling anything that 30 45 day historical or market data isn't isn't going to be as relevant as just looking at your current inventory and see what's what adjustments you got to make daily so um we're fine you know but we would have, I haven't had to make a lot of adjustments other than now that I've been in an office, um, I, I kind of miss hanging around with the crew and being around the people. But, um, no, nothing's changing in our end. A, our
1: as you guys are, are communicating with dealers almost, almost daily now, what are, what are some of the success stories you're seeing from, from dealers that you're working with?
0: Well, the biggest thing is we've always tried to make sure dealers go into um, well to have clean inventory, but especially going into certain swings in the market with clean inventory. So a lot of our dealers, we were pushing through November and December and January to really tighten up their inventory while it was slow. So when February, March, April spring season tax season started picking back up we can go in the into that market clean with nice clean inventory that we can make a good gross profit and get volume so we can get both volume and gross and the dealers kind of that weren't able to do that that went through a slow market and had a bunch of aged inventory the the bad thing is is they use those good markets um, swings to then just eat out of a bunch of age problems and they clean up and they don't really get the their growth. So a lot of our dealers, we're, we're already running into this clean. So that's one of the biggest benefits was, a lot. I mean, I had I had a dealer up in Canada even. I mean, he he went from 70% age down to no age going right into this uh, swing. I just talked to a dealer yesterday with Michigan, you know, went into this clean. Now he's got age build up because in Michigan, they were shut down and things that were 30 days old are now 60, 70 days old, but we'll work out of it. But if he wasn't going into that clean, um, it, it would have been a big mess. Um so you know that 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 was the biggest benefit I think with a lot of our dealers that were already with us, uh, but I do think you know dealers are going to scramble a little bit more in this market, um, trying to get their feet back underneath used cars, and you know going to need need a lot of help to try to understand and navigate through this thing because, you know, none of us know what's going to happen around the corner, and as they said, as fast as this thing's going to move, you just. I just tell dealers right now, you, you got to have a 30 day supply of cars. You can't run anymore with 60 and 90 day supply of cars. If you sell hundred carry hundred and just run, run lean and clean through this.
1: Yeah. And you never know what's going
0: to come next. I mean, yeah, no, You don't want to hold the bag. If there's another swing, a second, you know, spike with flu and, and this virus in the fall, you know, you don't want to go be there holding
1: the bag again in those slow months. Well, before, before I let you go here, um, I know we mentioned the, uh, the used car state of the union you guys do and, and you know, you're constantly uh, and consistently educating dealers through video sessions and, um, and that sort of thing. Um, listeners uh, kind of tune in into uh, the great content you share. Where, where should they go to, to check all that out? Well, for
0: the the content, um, YouTube, just go look up Lop Pop or Lop Pop Inc. is our YouTube channel out there. I think there's 200 plus video tips. Matter of fact, each day I'm dropping, uh, I, I do one of the day is uh, eight do's and don'ts of used car management through this pandemic. And um, so the we do I think I'm on the sixth one. We'll drop the no seventh one. will drop today, and I'll, after I drop the eighth one, I'll I'll do the full video. It's about eighteen twenty minute video, but just tips are on that YouTube channel. Um, and I got great in These are four or five years ago too. I got some great interviews of independent dealers, the to small town dealers, the to Highline stores trying to trying to do you know velocity or making gross and volume. I got uh, Rapid Recon for turnaround time. I've got parts managers and uh inventory director of turnaround cars and I mean, there's just some good tips out there so youtube channel is the best place to find that content
1: very good well jason thank you so much for for being on the show again and uh, all the best to, to you and the entire lot pop team
0: thank you very much for having me and that's i know good. that content's on podcasts too so if they want to listen
1: excellent very good they can download that on iP- itunes iTunes. Yeah. itunes very good soundcloud cool well good, well, good deal well that's going to do it for today of the auto remarketing podcast. Thank you to dude. Thank you to Jason Rice and our entire auto remarketing crew. We will catch you next time.
0: Next gear capital clients like Ward Motor Company get more out of their floor plan. In fact, down in Texas, Kathy Ward knows that having a financial partner who is open and there for her has been invaluable. When she needed a partner who specializes in the automotive industry and could help her run her business better, she knew that was Next Gear Capital.